from grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. This is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. Yeah, our mothers are pretty great, aren't they? Yeah, we got good moms. All right, I got to turn that up just a little bit, otherwise I can't hear myself enough. <laughs> I'm going to start yelling into the dang old microphone. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, what have you been up to beer-wise? Uh, Niagara Falls. Uh, the trip up there. Oh, shit, man. With uh, the, the girlfriend. Um, took her up to Niagara Falls for her birthday, and we stopped at a couple breweries along the way. Uh, so <clears throat> first we ended up going to... Uh, Niagara Brewing Company. That's right in the middle of all of the shenanigans of Niagara Falls. Ooh, shenanigans. So, walking down, I can't remember what street it is, but it's on a hill. It goes down to the falls. It's like the main area of the touristy place. Okay. And it's like um, Wisconsin Dells. Like, it's just... Ripley's Believe It or Not, Guinness Book World Records, like all this tourist attraction mm-hmm. stuff, which I was... I You're that, like, whatever. I was like, that's weird. You could take it or leave it. Yeah. But then we're walking by and I see giant fermenters and I was like... like Beer. My, my head swiveled right to them. <laughs> and I was Lasered like, in. What is that? And then I ran over across the street, almost left Lindsay on the other side, and I was Seems, like... Sounds about right. Niagara Brewing Company. I've seen these guys before. This is where it is. I didn't even know. And so we went in there. Um, fun fact, alcohol-related but not beer, is Canada doesn't do Bloody Marys. They do Bloody Caesars, which is they season it themselves. They don't use a pre-made mix. And instead of tomato juice, they use Clamato. So clam juice. Yeah. Yuck. It was pretty good. So you can't taste any clam. It's like clam broth. And it's there's very little amount in it. Very salty and not really. It's just it just kind of made the tomato juice more savory. You couldn't really taste any clam. But anyway, so we did that. We had some of their beers. They have a uh their bitter was very good. They had an English bitter. Ooh. That they bitters were, are was, awesome. Yeah. And that, they made a very good one. Um, I liked that a lot. And their other beers were all pretty solid. Um, so then we continued on. We went through wine. They have 60 wineries right outside Niagara Falls. So we went to a few of those because that was included in our hotel package. Um, and I we just happened to come across another brewery. And it was called like Osthouse Brewery. Oost, Osthouse, I think. And the bartender lady there was incredibly inattentive to the bar. (laughs) It was like a full bar, and she was talking to like three people at the other end the whole time. Oh. And I had to like wave at her. You're like, and hey. then she'd be like, "Oh yeah, people down here." Yeah, yeah, we're thirsty. The people's. She was the only one there, so I felt a little bad, but she wasn't even trying. And, like, the people sitting at the tables, it wasn't huge. Like, there were probably 30 people in the whole place. Okay. And it was a back patio. 
But the people sitting at tables, they, they had nothing, no service. Like, they had to come up to the bar to get stuff. To get stuff. And it was a very disappointing experience, like, being there. But every beer I tried from them was pretty good. Um, and I got a shirt from there. So we moved on. Uh, and then Kalamazoo, one well brewing in Kalamazoo is... Uh, I guess it's a newer one. Yeah, I haven't been to that one. But it was packed. We did end up coming through there at like 7 on a Friday night. Oh, yeah. But And they have like food, like a full food <laughs> menu and everything. But they are built for it, man. Like you walk in and right there is order here. And you walk right to that line and you order your beers and you order your food. And then you take a number and you go sit at your table and they bring you the food. Oh, nice. Like. They're they're not messing around, right? And that line functions quick. They got that shit figured out. The guy in front of me like got up to the register and was like, "Well, I'm not sure." And she was like, "Just stand over there," and like got him out of the way, and then kept checking with him after every customer that came through. So they'll kick you right out of the line well, if you don't good. know what you want, which is great. That's perfect. Because I walked up and I was like, "That just you know," but their beers were great. The service was great. The place was set up for it. There were, it was packed. There was tons of people in there, and it functioned really. Sounds smooth. amazing. It was awesome. It was like I've never seen something function that well. Um, and that was that was cool. So that the brewery was cool. They had tons of board games, and stuff like that. Um, and they had an outside patio where we sat because it was pretty warm mm-hmm. last weekend. And so I went we went out there because it wasn't terrible. Yeah. And it was less packed. Did you uh did you guys hit bells at all or No. Uh we thought about like doing a couple of things, but we already had a fifteen hour drive. I did. Lindsay had a fifteen hour nap in the seat. <laughs> like, she doesn't like to drive and I don't care, like I'll do yeah. it. But that's a long ass drive. It was just a, and I didn't want to like we didn't have time to stop somewhere on the way because we only had a few days off work, so we wanted to spend as much time in Niagara Falls mm-hmm. as possible. So it had to be straight through drives both ways with just like one stop for eating and then a couple bathroom breaks. Yeah. So by the time we got back through Kalamazoo at seven. I was like, oh, it's already going to be like four in the morning by the time we get back, which was, so we didn't tour around too much. I'd like to go back over that way to check stuff out. Yeah. Yet. Todd's still over there, isn't he? Uh, no, Todd's in Wisconsin now. Oh, he's back. Yep. Okay. Well, either way. We- well, yeah, no, it's it's a it's a lot of fun. Like that area, it's so beer rich. Yeah. It's insane. Uh there's a there's a place there called the Beer Exchange. It's like the stock market for beer. Yeah. So like as as like a as a keg gets more popular, the price goes up and as as one gets <laughs> less popular, the price goes down and it's like and it's a cool way for them to like clear their kegs. Right. Cuz one that nobody's drinking, the price is like 2 bucks. You know, you yeah. or two bucks a pint. You just people hit that, but then people start hitting that, so the price keeps going. It starts going back up. It's always teetering. I know it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, Bell's is there. Uh, one of my favorite breweries, Paw Paw Brewing, is down there. It's this really tiny hole in the wall. They have yeah. this Citra IPA that I just absolutely love. It's called Citra Melon, and I love it. Um, the last time I drove, or uh, 
the last time I drove back from Kalamazoo, uh, it was me and Jake, and we met up with Todd there, and we went north to Grand Rapids first to Founders mm-hmm. for uh, for brunch, and so we went and we had brunch until about one because yeah. you're, you're at Founders, right. and then Jake and I, and then I would like the plan was I j- drop Jake off at Madison and then head home. That is a long ass drive. Holy shit! I made it to about Eau Claire, and I'm like, I need to stop. Like, I yeah. was, I was this close to getting a hotel in Eau Claire, which is about an hour from home. But I'm like, right. all right, I can power through. I stopped, pick up some energy drinks, and <laughs> man, I, I didn't get home until I don't know. It's like what a 15 hour drive, something like that. From from uh, from Kalamazoo? No, no, no Kalamazoo. It's about, it's about eight hours. Yeah, Kalamazoo is like eight. Yeah, yeah. About an eight-hour drive, so yeah, I didn't get so back until ten o'clock, halfway, ten eleven o'clock, because I had to go into Madison, right? Drop Jake off, and yeah, it's it's a stretch, man. Like, and there's nothing to look at. No, like Just more Wisconsin. The worst part was driving through Gary, Indiana. Dude, fuck Gary. Yeah, and Gary was just garbage. The the Gary state is line, garbage. It's crazy. The state line. From Michigan to like Indiana, it was like Michigan was like this is pretty fine. It's Michigan, and then you get cross state line to Indiana, trash everywhere. We uh, well, we lucked out uh, when we went down to uh, Gen Con because we went up uh, through Munster, Indiana. Yeah, because we wanted to stop at Three Floyds. Sure, and so that that helped. Yeah, like negate because they keep that area nice. That's like go. the nice, nice corner of Indiana because it's like basically still Chicago, but <laughs> yeah. Now these this crossed the border and it was just garbage everywhere. I was blown away by it, and their construction methods way different from anywhere in the country. They don't make any sense. Like there was no sense made. I couldn't follow it. Like I was driving and I was like, "Oh, we're over here. Oh, that lane just ended." Like with no warning. Where did that one go? <laughs> with no warning. Where like was in the 30 sign? Feet, there was just a merge, and I'm like, I guess I'm in the right lane now. I was in the left one. I don't know how I got over here. And they don't like remark lanes very mm-hmm. well. They don't like cover up the old ones. So I'm driving. And I'm like, there's a lot of zigzags here. <laughs> I don't know what's going. I hope where. I don't hit anybody. Please don't let me hit so, anybody. That was it. Was just yeah. nuts. I. Indiana, you guys need some work. You guys gotta figure some shit out. We probably need to have an intervention with Canada on their love for IHOP. Because there were six in Well, to be fair, it is the International House of Pancakes. (laughs) Yes. We we don't have six in one town. There's probably... Nope, uh, but they probably have like six IHOPs and like three Tim Hortons and no Starbucks. Yeah, no, there there was like six IHOPs and a couple of Tim Hortons. But IHOP, like, we got this couples package at this hotel that was pretty nice, and it was, like, steakhouse vouchers and stuff, like, $30 off your steak meal and stuff. Like, that's a regular yeah. thing. And then it was, like, $30 off your IHOP meal. Who's spending 30 bucks for <laughs> one person at I- or for two, two people. people at IHOP? And that's what was weird. I was like, they really want us to go to IHOP. <laughs> it's like Canada's like, you guys ever been to IHOP? Yeah, it wasn't great. Well, we got them. You better go. <laughs> it's great. I don't know what's going on with IHOP in Canada, but it is crazy. It is a problem. Uh, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. 
I don't understand it. Shit, man. That but sounds that like was, a good trip, though. It was a good trip. Um, got wine for Lindsay. I tried wines. Did wine tasting. <laughs> and I went. My goal was to pretend I knew what I was talking about. So I just went, and I was like watching what the other fancy... There are fancy people up in that wine country. Mm-hmm. Like, I was watching what they were doing and, like, stealing their moves and, like, sniffing it and swirling with, like, it between certain fingers. Oh, it's not, a, it's not a whole lot different than tasting beer. No, but I don't have a palate for it at oh, all. Yeah. Like, I don't have a developed palate. No, don't. I, I don't either. And like, I don't have... Well, we learned that last... or uh, yeah. yeah, the last week with the Flanders. Yeah. Well, and I found out, like... I guess I don't dislike wine. I just have never developed a palate for it. Mm-hmm. So when these people were like talking about it, I was like, "Yes, I'm picking that up too." And all I can taste is wine. Like I don't. That's it's wine. It yeah. tastes like that. Well, and one of the things I don't like about wineries, and it might be different elsewhere, but some of the wineries around here, uh, you and like I went into a couple. I went out to a couple of wineries when I was like in Napa Valley. Yeah. But you have like these super pretentious people and it's not a welcoming group yeah to to new to do wine people well they like we went up there and no one really paid any attention to us but the people behind the counters were like pretty nice but we also dressed up all the way Mm -hmm. before we went and then I stole all those moves and pretended I knew what I was doing so maybe they just maybe I just camouflaged in. Right, yeah. You you like, can't you can't show up at a winery like like you're dressed to go to a brewery. Right. So I we dressed for wine. Yeah. And when I walked into that brewery that we found, everyone was like, What's this guy doing? Right. Why why are you here? <laughs> but uh, I had the vest on, the bow tie and everything. So I think we kinda camouflaged enough that if someone would have been watching me, they probably would have been like, That guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Right. But I don't think anyone was watching us because we kind of blended. So I think we we slid under the radar on these wineries. Slid into those DMs, man. Yeah, yeah just slid right. right. Well, man, the only uh, beer related stuff I did, uh, we I made my annual trip up to Angry Minnow mm-hmm. uh, on the way to Madeline Island. Saw a yes. snake. Uh, <laughs> Pete was go. pretty sure it was a cobra. Uh, to quote Pete Casey, that's the first time I've ever heard you whimper. <laughs> <laughs> Because, of course, I was the one to see the snake. Where was it? Uh, we At the disc golf course in Hayward. Oh, well, at least it wasn't in your campsite. Yeah, no, uh, there's no snakes on Madeline Island. Right. Yep. Right. There's none. That's And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, so we were at the disc golf course, and we're, like, on the, we're on the back nine, and, like, I, I, you know, I, throw my, I throw my disc, and it goes up in a tree. I'm like, ah, shit. And then I look down. And I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> I I dropped my disc and ran, and Matt was like just standing there dumbfounded, like, what happened? And because like I I drop it and I run, and like as I'm running, I go snake. <laughs> yes, that sounds like you. <laughs> Come so, back, Indy. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And so, yeah, that was that was a very interesting beginning. And that was right before. And then so that was before we went for lunch. And then we get to lunch and I pound like three beers real quick. Just to calm Just to nerves. calm the nerves a little bit. 
But yeah, no, I don't know. Madeline Island was fun. A lot of a yeah. lot of beer and a lot of hanging out on a beach. Not a whole lot to not, not a whole lot to say. Took a lot of naps. Yeah. 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 All right. So we have a listener beer. We gotta get yeah. into this. Yeah, we, we are do. twenty minutes into the show. We should probably get into it. We should it probably then. do the show, huh? <laughs> Instead of just shooting the shooting the shit here. All right. Um so this uh, this beer was sent to us by uh, Hunter. Uh, thank you, Hunter. Thanks, uh, one Hunter. of our listeners. Uh, this is a Berliner Weiss. It is uh, 6040 German Pilsner and wheat. Uh, 0.7 ounces of Styrian uh, oh Salia hops uh, for five IBUs. What's um, those? What? Uh, it's not a. I've never used those. Yeah, I've never used these either. So oh. kind of excited to see what they're going to taste like. Yeah. Well, I mean, five IBUs. We're not going to taste it. No. Let's be completely honest <laughs> here. It's probably true. Um, he mashed low at 149 and then brought up to 185 in the kettle for 15 uh, with no hops uh, to kind of sanitize. Uh, added nine milliliters of lactic acid to get up to uh, four and a half pH. Then let it cool on its own until 120 degrees. Then pitch uh, two ounce cup of uh, ooh uh, Fage original Greek yogurt blanketed with CO2. What? Um, he used yogurt as the inoculant. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, let that cool on its own. Uh, on its own in the kettle. Uh, placed a blanket in a cooler mash uh, tun to hold temp. After three days, not much change. Temp still over 100. Day four went below 100 to around 95 degrees. The pH dropped to 3.4 in a matter of hours. Took kettle out and boiled uh, normal for 60 minutes. Uh, added hops at 15. Uh, left and boiled. Chilled and pitched USO5. We're going to have to have some words, Hunter. Using USO5? You don't use USO5. Nobody uses USO5. <laughs> Uh, OG 1030, uh, FG uh, 1004, ABV 3.5. Uh, these, uh, these were filled off of keg, so uh, he apologizes for any carbonation loss. Yeah, okay. So, well, it's kind of... Still uh, effervescent. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, looks crystal clear. Yeah, that's very clear. It's, uh, it's a, this is a good-looking Berliner. Yeah. <sighs> Aroma, a little tart. Oh, this isn't. Super, Which, this yeah. isn't sour. That's sour. Hmm. That's that's okay. I can handle this. Ooh, yeah, that is. I'm getting. Uh, like the sourdough bread, kind of yeah. like we were getting off of ours. But there's a there's a tang. There's a You're, tang to you it. You said yogurt, and I yeah. think it's the yogurt. Yeah. No, there's def- there's definitely like an unusual tang. It's like a Greek yogurt tang. Mm-hmm. Not bad. No, it Good. works well with the I like rest it. of the beer. Mm. Yeah, not not super sour, but sour enough where you're like, this is a winner. It's got like a slight tartness, but this appeals to me. Like the, I don't know, some like lambic too much. We're gonna, we're gonna get you there. Yeah, I, I'm willing to try. You've when we started this, thirty two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> You would not have gone this far. No, this wouldn't have worked. But, you know, I'm getting better with sours. Mm-hmm. No, they're an acquired taste for sure. Uh, yeah, big dough and then just that, that like, yogurty tang. Mm-hmm. Like you spread it on some bread. Yeah. 
That is kind of the aftertaste. Mm-hmm. I like it. Not a bad flavor at all. All right, now let's let's talk style. Do we think this fits in style? I don't know. All right. Well, uh, aroma, you know, sharply sour character is dominant. Moderate to moderately high can have up to a moderately fruity character. I say aroma's there. Yeah. Appearance, very pale, straw in color. Clarity ranges from clear to somewhat hazy. Yeah. Yep, that's what that matches. Flavor, clean lactic sourness dominates and can be quite strong. Some complimentary doughy, bready, or grainy wheat flavor is generally noticeable. Hop bitterness is undetectable. Uh, sourness provides the balance rather than the hops. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mouthfeel, light body, very high carbonation. Yeah. Uh, this hits style. This is still pretty well carbonated. We might have lost some, but... Yeah, if, I mean, if, if he overcarbed the keg and filled off bottle, like, this is perfect. Yeah. I don't know. I think that you you got the style here, Hunter. I th- I think you I think you nailed her, and thank you for sending this in. Yeah, sending this in for us. Uh, we'll have to get you a little care package. Yes, we'll put it together. Yes, we'll we'll figure something out yes, for you. We will find a theme. But thank you. This is very good. Theme. All right. What is next on the docket? We have other things on the docket, right? We have a docket. We have a docket. We have a docket. We got we a docket. Talk it. Oh, shit. Huh? <laughs> now we look I up. Look, I looked at the docket. <laughs> this was a night. This was nice. Like the three mid three percent beer that we're yeah. having. Just wonderful. Have a little yeah, chat. Yeah. So this is the Imperial Stout episode. <laughs> and you know what we decided to do on the Imperial Stout episode? We're going to, you know, you know, you better double up. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about our sati. Yeah. That we brewed uh, a little while back. Which is also a large percentage. Yes, ours comes in at about 10%, I believe. Yeah. If you guys don't remember, this is the historical Finnish beer that I put sticks in. Yeah, he put sticks in it. I put sticks in it, guys. <laughs> I had to go find the sticks. Brought the sticks over to, or brought, uh, brought the beer over to my parents' place last night because they helped me find the sticks. My dad he, loved it. He sent me a very happy Snapchat when he found the sticks. I was very happy to find the sticks. <laughs> he sent me a picture of him with sticks smiling. I had a little bit of hiss when I opened it, which is good. Low carbonation, I believe. is. You got a second glass here. You don't have to chug that. Oh, fuck. Dang. Well, I just took a big slug, and the sourness hits you more when you take a big <laughs> slug of it. <laughs> But I didn't realize I had a second glass here. Right. Well, you know, I was thinking ahead a little bit. Uh, All right. So uh, the the recipe for this beer, uh, 15 pounds of U.S. two-row, one pound of Crystal 40, and one pound of rye. Um, then I used a or just a big bundle of uh, Juniper Bows, and then I loudered it through because this is a no-boil, and I fermented with Hefeweizen yeast. Yes. So, style. Overall impression, this is a sweet, heavy, strong, traditional Finnish beer with a rye, juniper, and juniper berry flavor and a strong banana clove yeast character. Uh, Aroma. We're looking for high banana esters with moderate to moderately high clove-like phenolics, not sour, may have a low to moderate juniper character, grainy malt, uh, caramel, and rye in the background, light alcohol aroma, sweet malt impression. I got banana. Banana. It's banana right up front. 
Wow, uh, I'm getting a little bit of, a, just a little bit of juniper. Yeah, there's, I, I pick up juniper on the, and in the background. Almost like a, yeah, no, okay, yeah, no, almost like a medicinal juniper. Right. It, it smells sweet. Mm-hmm. It smells like candy. Like banana Laffy Taffy. I'm not getting that. I am. Uh, I'm getting more. Well, well, maybe like candied banana. Uh, mine, it's uh, yeah, almost like a good. licorice. Uh, not 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 licorice. Licorice is wrong. It's like one of those old timey uh, candies that has like a bunch of like different spices and stuff in it. You know? Yeah, I get what you're doing there. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Almost like a root beer barrel. Yeah, it's kind of like root beer barrel. Yeah. But with a lot of banana smell. I like root beer barrels, so maybe I'll like this beer. I don't think this beer's going to taste like a root beer barrel. I'm going to hope it tastes like a root beer barrel. <laughs> that would be okay. great. Aroma. We got a plus on the aroma. Yeah, we do. We really need to nail this style so we don't have to brew this again. Yes. All right. So the appearance. Appearance. Pale, pale. yellow to dark brown. Oh, sorry. Dude, I want to do it. I want to do right. something. I'm sorry, man. I got it pulled up. Uh, pale yellow to dark brown color. Most are medium to dark amber, generally quite cloudy, unfiltered, little head due to low carbonation. <clears throat> I don't know what to call this. This is yellow. Um, I would say this is uh like a not not pale yellow. It's like a almost like a golden. Yeah, it's like a golden and then very not clear. Yep. Uh low carbonation is true. Yeah. Um Almost still. Mm -hmm. Quite cloudy. I'd say we have the appearance down. It matches the f description. Yep. All right. You ready for this? Yeah. Flavor. Strong banana and moderate to moderately high clove yeast character. Moderate grainy rye flavor. Low bitterness. Fairly sweet finish. Juniper can add a pine-like flavor. Juniper berries can add a gin-like flavor. Both should be complementary, not dominant. No noticeable hop flavor, moderate caramel flavor, but no roast. Multi-layered and complex, with a kind of wartiness that is unusual in other beer styles. Not sour. Hmm. My tongue doesn't know what to make of this. Banana. Right Banana. up top. Yeah. There's that. I get that pine in the middle. Yep. I get I get stick. Yeah, stick. There's definitely some stick flavor in this. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I got some pine, a little bit of caramel. Yeah. Pick that up. I'm picking up some rye, but I don't know if it's enough rye. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it says moderate, but it's I mean, I know it's there. I can taste it. I don't like how it finishes. But I think that's just because it's so sweet. It's so sweet. It's syrupy, and and it coats. Like it, yeah. It really, keep that that stick flavor really sticks around. Yeah, no, it's it. It's like <clears throat> if you went up to a juniper tree and bit it. Mm -hmm. If this dried out on the end, it'd be a lot better. But that the stick, sweetness there, it's the sweetness carries that stick flavor in because it doesn't let your tongue go. I don't I don't like it. I don't but I don't like I don't it. hate it. I don't hate it. Either. Like it's drinkable. 
I can drink it, yeah. And I can see why my dad kept going back to it last night. Yeah. I, I mean, if there's something else, I would drink that. Yeah. But after, after one of these, I can see how drinking more of them gets easier. Yeah. Well, yeah. We could, well, if it's in a bummer and it's 10%. <laughs> but... Uh, I think we hit the flavor, though. Yeah, I think the flavor's right. I'm just not crazy about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I. It's actually all fine until the finish. That's not. I don't like it. I don't like how it finishes. It doesn't leave a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, maybe if you used a yeast that uh, attenuated a little bit better than Hefeweizen yeast. Yeah, I and think that would that... Dr- help dry it out a little bit. Yeah. Also, uh, if you uh, you know were able to get rid of some of those proteins by boiling, maybe put some hops in it. Uh, maybe get just rid of the make sticks. a different beer. <laughs> 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 Throw the sticks out. Uh. <laughs> All right, man. You want to hit mouthfeel? Yeah. Thick, viscous, and heavy with protein. Yes. No boil means no hop break. Nearly still to medium-low carbonation. Yep. Strongly warming from the alcohol level and young age, at, and young age, but often masked by speed. Also, we're drinking this a little older than we should be. Yeah? Yeah, this is supposed to be drank pretty much immediately after fermentation, and this is a couple weeks out. It still has that alcohol warming, but it's yep. masked by the sweetness. 100%. So I definitely I think the mouthfeel matches. So uh, we're hitting style. We have hit style. We we did it. Thank God. Woohoo! We hit style. I just don't like this style very much. Yeah, I think this is the first style where not where both of us were like, eh. like it's drinkable, but I wouldn't choose to brew it again. Yeah, like no way. No, I'm glad that we did though. I am too. I'm just this is not going to be on our that was good rebrew list. No. This is going to be on our good thing we did that once to never yeah, do Yeah, but you know what's going to happen now. Now all of our listeners are going to brew them and start sending them to us, and don't, then we're obligated to try them. Don't you dare. <laughs> That's I like when, when we do like a bad show, we're going to get punished <laughs> with sauties. Don't do it. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, we hit style. I'm glad that we hit style, because I really don't want to brew this again. Yeah. It, like I said, not crazy about it. Not terrible. Just not very good. Yeah. All right. But I well, guess I can see if you're just trying to get tanked in Norway or wherever. Finland. If you're trying to get tanked in Finland and you have to eat raw fish next to it. Hey, man, did you want a little bit more of this, uh, that Berliner, to kind of clear the palate a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I probably should. If you're just trying to get tanked and eat lutefisk or whatever they do in Finland. I don't Finland think the Finns eat lutefisk. There, those, aren't those they are the all three up there? Uh, no, they're yeah. not all the same people, you racist. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What are you talking about, man? I, I just see them like they're all three kind of grouped up there in that weird spot. Aren't they? Did you need that? No, I have a... Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. But either way, like up there, they do weird stuff. Yeah, they do like uh, put sticks in their beer. Ooh, hello, motor oil. That's dark. Oh, man. Uh, I got to double check the year on this. Um, I know it says it on here. Just got to find it. Oh, yep. Okay. 
2015. All right, so we're talking uh, Imperial Stouts. Uh, I was unable to get my hands on any of the uh, recommended styles. So we have a Founders Imperial Stout from 2015 uh, that I pulled out of the cellar. So it should be good and delicious and... I'm hoping it'll it'll help us kind of figure out what the style looking like. All right, man. Do you have the style pulled up? I do. Let me just zoom in a little bit. Okay, I am. Enhance. 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 All right. Overall impression. This is 20C in the BJCP style guidelines. Overall impression: an intensely flavored big dark ale with a wide range of flavor balances and regional interpretations. Roasty burnt malt with deep, dark, or dried fruit flavors and a warming, bittersweet finish. Despite the intense flavors, the components need to meld together to create a complex, harmonious beer. Not a hot mess. Hot mess. Wow, they got real, like... So they had the young guy write this one. Yep. <laughs> you don't want it to be a hot mess, You don't want it to be a hot mess, bro. Aroma. We've got a lot to say about aroma. Oh, Wow. <laughs> That is a paragraph. Rich and complex with variable amounts of roasted grains, maltiness, fruity esters, hops, and alcohol. The roasted malt character can take on coffee, dark chocolate, or slightly burnt tones and can be light to moderately strong. The malt aroma can be subtle to rich and barley wine-like. May optionally show a slight specialty malt character like caramel. But this should only add complexity and not dominate. Fruity esters may be low to moderately strong and may take on a complex dark fruit, plums, prunes, and raisins type of character. Hop aroma can be very low to quite aggressive and may contain any hop variety. An alcohol character may be present but shouldn't be sharp, hot, or solventy. Aged versions may have slight vinous or port-like quality but shouldn't be sour. The balance can vary with any of the aroma elements taking center stage. Not all possible aromas described need to be present. Many interpretations are possible. Aging affects the intensity, balance, and smoothness of aromatics. Okay, so I get coffee and chocolate. And plum. Chocolate coffee. Mm Mm-hmm. And just a little bit of caramel on There's the back. There's some plum. Yeah. Yep. There's some some deep dark plum flavor smell. They plumbed the depths. <laughs> I like me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's plumful. All right. Appearance. Color may range from very dark reddish brown to jet black. Opaque. Deep tanned, dark brown head. Generally has a well formed head, although the head <laughs> retention may be low to moderate. High alcohol and viscosity may be visible in legs when beer is swirled in the glass. Legs. Oh, this beer has legs for days. This beer's got legs. Legs for days. This beer's got you know, legs. This, this beer uh, poured like motor oil, yeah, uh, appearance wise. Yeah, there's, there's no light getting through that. It's like looking into the abyss. Yes, it is opaque. Like black construction paper. All right. Flavor. Rich, deep, complex, and frequently quite intense with variable amounts of roasted malt grains, maltiness, fruity esters, hop bitterness, and flavor, 
and alcohol. Medium to aggressively high bitterness. Medium low to high hot flavor. <clears throat> Any variety. Moderate to aggressively high roasted malt grain flavors can suggest bittersweet or unsweetened chocolate, cocoa, and or strong coffee. A slightly burnt grain, burnt currant, or terry character may be evident. Fruity esters may be low to intense and can take on a dark fruit character like raisin plums or prunes. Malt backbone can be balanced and supportive to rich and barley wine-like and may optionally show some supporting caramel, bready, or toasty flavors. The palate and finish can vary from relatively dry to moderately sweet, usually with some lingering roastiness, hot bitterness, and warming character. The balance and intensity of flavors can be affected by aging, some flavors becoming more subdued over time and some aged. Vinous or port-like qualities developing. It's a lot of stuff. There is just... I a... saw it kick you in the face when you took a drink. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> whoo! That's a, that's a good beer. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. There's uh, like a big roast character, cool. like chocolate, and then like raisins, uh, like oh, almost like a burnt toast character in there too. I got those raisins in the middle. It's like you put some toast in the toaster for a little bit too long, and then you spread some like Nutella with some raisins on it. Yeah. Well, that the aftertaste is like I put coffee grounds in my mouth. Yes. And they went to the back of my tongue. <laughs> that's, that's what that tastes like. But it's good coffee grounds. But in grounds. a good way. Good coffee grounds. Like from, like, already been brewed, and then you're just like, I need some more energy. And you just, right. like, eat it. Or like uh, like if you eat a chocolate-colored coffee bean. Yeah. That's what it is. That's good. Because it's that good, like, coffee bean flavor. And then I like... get the warming in my belly, too. Mm -hmm. Like, just all around a good feeling. I forgot how much I liked Imperial Stouts. Yeah. I always, like, that I coffee bean forget. is dark chocolate, though. That's a dark chocolate oh, coffee yeah, bean. Yeah. Yeah, on that. Oh, there's there's nothing milky about this. No. No, but that's, it's, uh, yeah, no, that's good. It's good. Yeah. Right. And it matches the, uh, the description. The description yep. here. So we're doing good. All right. Mouthfeel. Full to very full bodied and chewy with a velvety luscious texture, although the body may decline with long conditioning. <clears throat> Gentle, smooth warmth from alcohol should be present and noticeable, but not a primary characteristic. In well conditioned versions, the alcohol can be deceptive. It's very sneaky. It wears like the glasses with the yeah. nose and the mustache. Yeah, it's very sneaky. Yep. Um, should not be syrupy or under-attenuated. Under Carbonation may be low to moderate depending on age and conditioning. I'd say we've got like a low-moderate carbonation in there. Yep. It's a little higher than low. Um, full body. No. Oh. Uh, not, not quite chewy. No, no, no. Very vivacious. Ooh, good word, yeah, good word, yeah. good word. <laughs> That's right. Rick is that big word drunk now. <laughs> yes, it's it's a it's a vivacious body. I'm just thinking like twenties, like she's a very curvy woman, but I wouldn't call her chewy. Mm, I'm gonna be sad when this bottle's gone. Yeah. 
Also, at the same time, very happy. Whoever wrote this is a wordy birdie. <laughs> no, right? All right. On to the comments. Traditionally an English style, but is currently much more popular and widely available in America, where it is a craft beer favorite, not a curiosity. Variations exist with English and American interpretations. Predictably, the American versions have more bitterness, roasted character, and finishing hops, while the England varieties reflect a more complex specialty malt character and a more forward ester profile. Not all imperial stouts have a clearly English or American character. Anything in between the two variants are allowable as well, which is why it is counterproductive to design a subtype when entering a competition. The wide range of allowable characteristics allow for maximum brewer creativity. Judges must be aware of the broad range of this style and not try to judge all examples as clones of a specific commercial beer that my glass is full of again. <sighs> it's okay, we have another show, and you can keep sipping that's this throughout right, that show. That's right, this is a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's, it's a very wide style. Yeah, uh, and... From here, if you're submitting it to competition, you know, don't get don't try here. to Keep don't your try to types out of here. Well, don't try to put it into a box. Yeah, this beer doesn't want to be put in a box. Get your subtypes out of here. It's too full body to be put in a box. Yeah, there's not a big enough box. Mm-mm. I'm not fat shaming you, beer. I'm just saying there's a lot of you to love. Beer, this beer is too vivacious for a box. You need to put it in a muumu. You don't put this beer in a muumu. It would fit this beer. You would. <laughs> um, a stuff. I am doing history, right? Yeah. Yes, you are. A style with a long, although not necessarily continuous heritage, traces roots to strong English porters brewed for export in the 1700s and said to have been popular with the Russian imperial court. After the Napoleonic Wars interrupted interrupted trade, these beers uh, were increasingly sold in England. The style eventually all but dried out until being being popularly embraced in the modern craft beer era, both in England as a revival and in the United States as a reinterpretation or reimagination by extending the style with American characteristics. Wow, that's fun. So, characteristic ingredients. Well-modified pale malt with generous quantities of roasted malts and or grain may have a complex grain bill using virtually any variety of malt. Any type of hops may be used American or English ale yeast is used. I'm going to start building a recipe if you want to. That's perfect. I'm going to keep going. Um, So we've got a style comparison. Like a black barley wine with every dimension of flavor coming into play. More complex with a broader range of possible flavors than lower gravity stouts. Our favorite place to be is the vital statistics... And that puts us at IBUs 50 to 90. An SRM of 30 to 40. Um, Looking at an OG of 1075 to 1115. uh, Final gravity of 1018 to 1030. And an ABV of 8.0 to 12.0. Okay. We've got a range. We've got a range on everything here. So... We're going to look at some commercial examples, none of which we were able to find. But we have Bell's Expedition Stout. 
Cigar City Marshall Zukov's Imperial Stout, Great Divide Yeti Imperial Stout, North Coast Old Rasputin Imperial Stout, Sierra Nevada Narwhal Imperial Stout, and then we've got some English commercial examples, is Courage Imperial Russian Stout, Le Croque Imperial Extra Double Stout, and Samuel Smith Imperial Stout. What a, what a fascinating situation. I was very surprised that we weren't able to find the old Rasputin. Because I've seen that at Divine like every time I've been there except for the time that I went to look for it. Right? Yeah, no. <laughs> old Rasputin's one of those that you just it's always like, find. always there. Yeah. And then this time they were sold out. And I was like, come on. All right, what's our SRM range? SRM range, 30 to 40. Ooh, I'm right on the edge there. Um, I gotta be something. I'm gonna get rid of. I'm gonna get rid of coffee malt. You wanna be dark as heck. Heckin' dark. There we go. And I'm gonna put some chocolate malt in there. Probably just a pound. Do two pounds of this. Working on the recipe. I'm just kind of throwing some stuff together here. I think I have something. I have got. no idea how she's going to taste though. I don't know if I'm going to have enough roast. I'm not going to have enough roast. I got to do something else. We got to do something else. Got to do something else. We got to do something else. Um, let's see I'm going to take gonna another sip of this beer and talk about it some more. Mm. I want like, yeah, there we go, some black patent. Woofta. That's a lot of flavor. Except there goes my entire SRM. Um, this is two years old though. It's. I just hit uh, 53 well. SRM. Oops. Oh, that's because I have too much here. How do you get more SRM than this? This is already the blackest. Okay, so I want eight ounces of that. I want eight ounces of this. SRM is the most BS of the vital stats. I think I got her. 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 I, think I, I want got her. you to tell me. And woo. us. All right, you ready for this? We Are we listeners? <sighs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um... 12 pounds of two-row, right? Pretty standard because we, we want a big beer. Um, and two-rows, where are you going to get that? This might be too much, but I am not. But I want, like, a good, like, caramel flavor. So I'm thinking three pounds of crystal malt. Ah, no, I'm going to drop that down to two. Two pounds mm -hmm. of crystal malt. Mm -hmm. two, two pounds of crystal malt. Okay, yep. Two pounds of crystal malt. Um, of crystal 20, sorry. Um, and then another two pounds of crystal 60. Okay. Right? Um, then two pounds of flaked oats for like that big, mm -hmm. luscious mouthfeel. Yeah. Uh, then eight ounces of black patent and eight ounces of chocolate malt. Black patents for color and roast and chocolate malts for a little bit of flavor, a little bit of right. roast, a little bit of color. Yeah, that sounds um, like a good malt mill. That puts us at an estimated original gravity of 1097. Hey, that's smack in the middle. Right. All right. What kind of hops should we use? Well, like we want we want something there. We don't want something that's gonna be super forward. I don't think. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. This seems like a good. Like, are you picking up any citrus? Picking up a little bit of. Well, this is also I'm two years I don't old. Think yeah. I'm grabbing that. Should do something, maybe a little earthy. I think earthy is a good plan. Earthy? Um, like like an EQ, well, hmm, like a fuggle maybe? 
Fuggle. Well, he Fuggle? Fuggle? I think Fuggle would do her. Um. Oh, you know what? No, I got a better idea. Let's use Warrior. Because then we can use less and get the IBUs. What kind of IBU range are we looking for? Our IBU range is... Uh, 50 to 90. Okay, so right now I am at... Can I just use the little increase amount <gasps> button? What? Northern... Uh, <clears throat> so I'm using Beersmith to craft the recipe today instead of Brewtoad? Mm-hmm. All right. Boom. Two ounces of Warrior puts us at 71 IBUs. If I'm looking at my little uh, thing here, just bloop, right down the middle. Nice. Right down the middle of the style. Okay. That's beautiful. And then, yeah, that looks good, man. Yeah, so I'm thinking, and then yeast. Oops. Well, you know what I want to use for this? Yeah? Yeah, 1056. I think 1056 works. I think that's a good one. We don't want to get... That sounds fine to me. All right. So... That is going to put us at an estimated ABV of 10.3%, uh, with an with an SRM of 36.6. Yeah, I like it. I that's think, in the I, style. Yeah. I think I think that's it. Uh, so final recipe is 12 pounds of two row, two pounds of C20, two pounds of C60. Uh, two pounds of oat, eight ounces of black patent, eight ounces of chocolate malt, two ounces of warrior, and uh, we're going to ferment with uh, Y yeast. Uh, the warrior's at 60. We're just doing the one hop addition, and I think so we'll call her good. So we're doing? We're doing that? I think Are so. We, we'll do that. I think, I think she's good. Oh, this guy. You okay? I just looked up some uh, Imperial Stout, what people put in. This guy put Schnook in. Oh. That sounds good too. Yeah, we but, do Chinook. <clears throat> well, I think does, Warrior Warrior's gonna be good because Warrior is gonna give a lot. Us... He does one point five ounces at sixty, one point five at fifteen, one ounce at five, and one ounce of Columbus. Yeah, at see, out. like I, I figure I'm. That's a lot. We're gonna sit on this beer for a while. Yeah, like we're gonna try it on the show, and we it doesn't need to be hop forward, and we're gonna sit on it for a while. We're gonna lose all that hop character anyway, and so I want to make sure that. We just we like just go for the straight alpha acids. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about trying to get any perceived bitterness or any of that. Sure, sure. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Our recipe could complete bunk, but we haven't. Our our method of throwing stuff at the wall hasn't failed us yet. <laughs> That's true. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in this week. And uh, Hunter, again, thank you for the beers. They were awesome. Yes. I really I'm appreciate it. Uh, if you guys would like to send us part. some beers, uh, go ahead and shoot us a uh, message at, feed, or at, at feedback at blindnewstudios.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewstudios or follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. Uh, and if you'd like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash blindnewstudios and become a patron today. It really helps us out. And for true and I mean it's even a buck a month like brewing these beers it's yes it it's not cheap in, it goes it all goes right into the BNS bank account and then goes right right back, back out to right beer. back out in the brewing to, to brew beer <laughs> so it's really your guys's show that's making most that's taking most of this money right now anyway so just go yeah ahead and right throw some at it because we are poor yeah pretty much <laughs> all right guys uh, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you guys next week bye